Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy, of advancing education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts. What's up, Bills Mafia? I'm Fernando Shimudi. That's your leading the chart at Buffalo Rumblings. And today I have the pleasure of having with me Kyla. Kayla, thank you so much for joining me today and, 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 and being able to talk some bills in this Friday noon. Thank you so much. Welcome, Kayla. Glad to be here. Excited to talk about the bills and all that's coming up. Awesome. Awesome. So we have some plenty of, of bills news today. Good news uh, for, from Coach McDermott. Also, uh, it seems that, like the bills are again uh, ready for the playoffs, right? After a, 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 a quick um, scare, we can put it oh, like yeah. this, right? Uh, mid-season scare after uh, difficult times, but but fortunately, everything seems um, on the right path again. And and, and Kayla, I want to start hearing from you, from you about your confidence level in this Bills team this season because it's been I've been talking about it uh, with other um, guests in the show about how this season has been totally different in the sense of we've been used to watching the Bills playing their best football early on the seasons, right? Mm -hmm. Playing, starting on fire and playing really great football early. But then with injuries and, and even off-field stuff happening, uh, the Bills hardly ever could get into the playoffs playing uh, their best football or in the best moment of mm -hmm. their season. And this year, it seems different. It seems like They, they had injuries in the beginning of the season, but now we start to get some of those important players back. And, and it's not like we, we haven't been able also to, to replace them or at least to, to ease that, that impact that they were uh, being missed all along this season, right? So how confident are you in this Bills team so far and, and going forward with the playoffs just ahead? I think with how Douglas has been playing and with how um, Dodson has kind of really stepped up in his role, I think my my biggest concern about making any kind of run in the playoffs was the defense because I know the offense is struggling, but I think even though the passing game hasn't been like great with, as good as it can be recently, I still think the fact that the defense is starting to play better, they're starting to play more together, you're starting to see more of more of the same result at the beginning of the season. They're overcoming the injuries. And I think that was my biggest concern going into the playoffs or if we were to make the playoff run was the defense. And I think if they can be like a middle of the pack because they can be opportunistic like they have been in the offense, the pa if the passing game gets more consistent, which I think it will, I, I feel pretty I feel pretty good that they can compete with anybody in the AFC. So. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, when we lost those important players like Daquan Jones and Matt Milano, Ultra Davis White, and especially after being able to add Douglas, add uh, Joseph to the fold, and, and I felt like, okay, maybe we can't have that top three, top five defense 
anymore, but there is no reason to not expect them to still be a good defense because we had so much investment in this side of the ball all along the years during those McDermott years. So I, I never bought that talk about, oh, they are doing a great job without resources. Like, no, they, they have enough. They have, they still have enough to, to be decent, to be opportunistic. And I feel like when we were struggling during this season, uh, our defense was really struggling to get out of the field and to create turnovers, right? And it finally changed with uh, recently in the last few games. And we could see also with uh, Brady taking over from Dorsey, we could see the offense starting to be more consistent and the team being able to play better and, and get back on the win column. So, uh, and now, Kayla, we just got from Sean McDermott some great news about Daquan Jones being available again uh, for everybody who hasn't been aware uh so far in today press conference Sean McDermott just said that Daquan Jones will be on the field against the Patriots next weekend right and and Micah Hyde as well so the players are getting back we're we are getting healthier again and and it's impressive because Daquan Jones a torn picture I wasn't really confident that he could be back I remember a few years ago do you remember in in Josh Allen's first uh, playoff start, we we faced the Texans and and what was coming back Watt, from yeah. from uh, Torn Pacheco and he kind of went and, off too. So yeah, yeah. So uh, Daquan coming back is 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 big. It's huge, especially with Jordan Phillips out. How how happy are you of getting the big Daquan Jones back in the in the defensive line? I'm stoked. I mean, I think. I love Matt Milano. He's obviously one of the best linebackers in the game. Obviously, the strategy to love him. Yeah. But I think getting Daquan back in, so is he was the most impactful loss. You could feel his loss more than he felt he felt Milano's loss because everything starts with the D line, and we we couldn't stop the run. We weren't really winning in the trenches like we were when Daquan was there. So I think getting Daquan back, even if it's not at the complete level we had him at, is so like as a pass rusher and in the run game like it's just you can't you can't you can't replace that we had like i think settle and philip and puna well puna had a good game saturday but also with mm-hmm. little joseph i think they've done well enough in mitigating his loss but i think getting him back just it's going to make everything better on the interior and the pass rush and it's going to yeah i think it's massive even if he again if he's not fully back i think Getting him at seventy to eighty percent, like I said, I said this yesterday, he's that's still better than anything that we have right now. So I think it's a massive, like it cannot be overstated how how huge getting him back is. So yeah, no I doubt. Think, it's it's going to make things easier for linebackers too. I think it's going to help. It's going to help Bernard, and it's going to help Dawson whenever Poyer comes down. So I think, yeah, it's it's huge. Yeah, awesome. I, uh, especially considering like. He's in a position that he can rotate a lot. So it's not like he got to be playing all the snaps. He can rotate in and out. He can stay fresh. And, and even thinking about a pectoral injury, I want to believe he's still in, in great shape and he could mm-hmm. still work out uh, kind of regularly uh, about the leg work and, and the strength on his legs. And and so uh, I feel like he, he obviously 
we need to be careful, right? And we don't want him really um, forcing it way too much and re-injuring his pressure. But but I feel like he can do the dirty job inside and, and help Ed Oliver, who's been awesome recently, to continue to dominate and to take over. And just like you said, keep keep uh, Bernard free, keep Dodson free. It's it's huge for these Bills schemes, and, and I'm really happy with those news on on Daquan Jones. Now on Micah Hyde, I'm I'm really worried about Micah Hyde. How as uh, we were talking uh, in off here, right, Kayla? And I'm a former athlete. You were a former athlete as well, and we know uh, we we lived being injured and coming back and how does it feel and how does it impact us uh, as athletes playing, right? And with Micah Hyde, I, I'm really worried about his situation with those stingers, his neck injury coming from a season ago. And according to McDermott, he's also will be available and playing on Sunday. How are you feeling about Micah Hyde and, and, and his prospects going forward? That's a guy who's in the last year of his contract, right? We don't know how much longer we will see Micah Hyde as a bill. And I even question how much longer we will see him as a professional with those dangerous neck injuries. I feel like I definitely think this is the last we'll see of Micah, at least for the Bills. I think it'll. I think he'll retire after this year. I think he's, he's had what four stingers to this point, and he's coming off major neck surgery. I think I think he's done after this season, and I think it's better for him. And as much as I hate to say it, I think it's better for the Bills too, because I think he's not been his full. He's not been his normal All Pro self this season at all. Um, I think he's been a liability at times, but I also think for him, he has a family. He has, he has people he has to take care of. He's going to risk like his well, his like livelihood and his well-being to play at sport when he's not 100%. I think he probably knows it's his last season, and that's why he's, because otherwise he probably wouldn't be coming back at all to play this year. So I think for him and for the Bills, it's probably best for him to take up the cleats. And I would, I hope they keep him around because I think he's a really big part of the organization and a big like, a vocal leader. And like, it's hard to think about the Bills without Micah, but I think, I think it's time to cut the cord for the betterment of him and the Bills, as much as it hurts to say. But yeah, yeah, that's a great point. That's a guy who's being. Under McDermott, since McDermott took over, right, and he knows that secondary, he knows what's asked about all those players uh, on every single snap, on every single position. Uh, he's he has a background as a cornerback. Also, he played Nico for for the Packers, and and if he wants to become part of the coaching staff, I think he would be the kind of guy who would be a nice uh, coach to help the secondary, right? Because I saw it. I guys, saw it. Right. I saw I saw a picture of him on Saturday night whenever McDermott was talking to the defense. I think it was I think it was before the last that last drive the Chargers had. He was right in the middle of their huddle and he looked like he was contributing to whatever McDermott was saying. And he's like even like even last year I feel like he was in the middle of everything, despite obviously not playing at all. But like after week two, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I think I could definitely see him being a really great coach and whatever whatever way they would bring him back i would love to see that because i think he's he's such a huge part of the culture and the team and he can contribute even off the field yeah absolutely and, and with neck injuries we, you 
never want to really risk it, right? I remember Aaron Williams also having his, his career cut short, being careful with those neck injuries. And, mm-hmm. and now Micah Hyden, it's really, really sad, right, to see a guy uh, being in this situation. And I will tell you one thing. I've been impressed by the way he's been able to, to obviously, just like you said, he's, he hasn't been the same all-pro Micah Hyde we've been used to see making plays and, and being a ball hawk all around. But one thing I, I can guarantee, this guy never shied away from tackling and, mm-hmm. and tackling hard despite the, the next uh, surgery last season, right? It was impressive for me because when you come back from, from an injury like that and you need to tackle, it's normal to kind of... Uh, take it like easier, you know, softer or, or try to avoid the contact, try to avoid what injured you in the first place. And and, and no, this guy has been playing 100% all the time and, and all gas, no breaks, tackling hard. So, I mean, and, he, got his, he got his initial injury from going back and trying to bring the pile down whenever Volson tried to knock him out of it. So yeah, yeah. it was literally him being aggressive and trying to make a tackle when the play was over so that's a, a a hurdle that that a lot of athletes can't overcome in in it's natural right uh, uh, people talk all the time about trent edwards post concussion right about how he changed his mentality and and sometimes it's it's even it's natural it's uh, <laughs> you're being a human being right and and avoiding uh, nobody punches a, a, a knife, you know, like, you know, you're going to get hurt. So uh, with those guys and those injuries, it's really difficult. And he's been uh, through it all all year or for two years now. And I'm a little bit worried about those those last few games for Micah Hyde, if he's really calling it a career after season because of this. Uh, it's really difficult. It seems like every snap something bad can happen and... and I hope he can con- get back on the field, play well, and, and and never deal with it anymore. But hopefully everything goes all right. And and the other guy that we, we unfortunately didn't have a lot of great news is Matt Milano, obviously, right? Uh, McDermott was asked about if the linebacker could be back for, for the playoffs, and he he doesn't believe it's possible. I think it's difficult. The, the, his injury looked really bad. And again, just what I talked about, Daquan Jones, it's, it's the, totally the opposite with Matt Milano, right? A leg injury, you can't do your conditioning. You can't yeah. keep practicing. So even if he's if even if he's cleared by the doctors, like to, oh, you can get back on the field, you can run again. But he missed so much time, the conditioning, everything, it's, it's not the same. Right, so yeah. unfortunate, but I believe for Matt Milano, next season is the target, right? Later. Yeah, which I think I think I'm more okay with that now than I was after, like really right after the injury and a, few, a couple of weeks after that. I think, I, like I said, I love I love Milano and him being on the field significantly raises the floor and the ceiling of the defense. But I think with Daquan coming back, they can definitely manage his absence a lot better than they did before Daquan, but even with Daquan coming back, having having Dawson play the way he is with the interior getting better, I think, or the D-line getting better, I definitely, like, 
I'm excited to see Matt again, and I think he wouldn't have been. He would. I think his return would have been a lot more like 40, 50 percent if he was going to be able to play, just with the nature of his injury. Like he said, his leg injury. So him getting back would not have been as significant. Like him being him coming back this year would not have been as. I don't think it would have been as impactful as some would have hoped it would have been if he had come back. So because that's a leg injury. That's and it was a pretty complicated. And I think I think I think that Bill said it was a tibial um, plateau fracture, which is that's a, that's probably a tough injury to come back from. And in a short period of time, he probably wouldn't have been what we would have, what we remembered him as. So it might be better for the team if Dotson's out there. I think I, I I'm, that's just my um, mm-hmm. opinion. But I think it's like I would love for him to be back. I would love for him to be back 100. But that just I don't think that was ever in the cards this year. Like I was never, I wanted to believe it, but I was never in, I was never a believer in that. So I hate, I hate that we constantly get the confirmation because it breaks my heart a little bit. <laughs> but <laughs> still, I'm, I'm at peace with it as much as I hate it. So Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. Those with ambitious, out of reach ideas begging to become real solutions. They share a vision for how our world and our lives can thrive when bold thinking meets strong silicon. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy through the power of supercomputing. They dream of trust and privacy for all, of advancing and expanding education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to build something better, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts. Absolutely. Bills Mafia, hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo Runway's channel. Uh, this episode will be also available via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the podcast aggregators. And thank you so much for joining. Send your questions on the, the, the chat here. We can interact with you here. Thank you so much. Some some Bills Mafia from Brazil out there, Kayla. They they people here are excited about the news of NFL coming to Brazil next year, you know. And some oh, people yeah. are 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 like, oh, the Bills are gonna play at Timão's Arena. Timão is a, a big Brazilian club here, Corinthians. All right, they have a big fan base, and and they 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 still have hope the Bills are coming to Brazil. But I I don't have big hopes for that, and I. I Honestly, I, I, I hope it doesn't happen because after those, the, oh. the, the, those trips to Toronto and now to London, I, I'm wow. sick of the Bills playing out, uh, outside the U.S. You know, so I think but, the Bills are too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe so. So I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'd rather have the Bills playing in Orchard Park, and, and that's it. Um, so about Milano and and. I, I I really I've been pretty critical of McDermott for for a lot of stuff, right? But we need to to give props to him for some for for the great stuff he does also, and the way he could um, fix the defense, the, the way he could manage the defense to to because Milano, let's be honest, I, I, when he got hurt, I had him as the third best player on the team after Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. For me, Matt Milano was the best player on the team, right? 
and and the Bills lost that that huge centerpiece of the defense and the way McDermott has been able to uh, get the best out of of Dodson, not putting him on bad situations anymore. In a way, he can play the run aggressively and mm-hmm. and hardly ever gets posed in coverage. And the way he's being able to move Poyer to a, a, a dime linebacker spot in clear passing downs and, and either, even not just uh, cover for Milano, but bring Poyer back because Poyer wasn't having a great year also, mm-hmm. just like Hyde, right? It seems like he, he's also, unfortunately, uh, getting older. It happens to everybody, right? It happened to Eddie Reed, it happened to Troy Polamalo, it still happened to Hyde and to Poyer too. But this new role as a dime linebacker, it kind of gave him an extra, right? And he could make some plays again in this situation and, and, and help the team with communication. And obviously a guy who's, who's I, I don't, I've never tired Kayla, of talking about how I told people how Bernard would be great <laughs> at middle linebacker, right? So I, 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 sorry, but I won't get tired of remembering remembering people about that. So Bernard also has been awesome and has been able to to ease down that that uh, that situation with Milano out. So props to coach McDermott and our defense looking good, even with all those situations, all those difficulties. And another guy I've been high this season, or at least since preseason, is Ken Lewis, and he's starting to to pop more and more and get increasing increased playing time, and he's doing a great job playing safety. And I feel like he's already playing better than even Taylor Rapp, who's been solid, right? And I feel like if not for that uh, JJ catch last season, people would would recognize that Ken Lewis did a decent job last season too. And this year he seems just like a guy playing uh, at full speed all the time, tackling hard, running hard, you know. And, and I, I'm really confident in, in – I love to see how Ken Lewis has developed and became a, a, a guy who can play at the safety position and we can feel good enough there with him out there. How are you feeling about this secondary, even, even without those – uh, we we were without Hyde or even with the the situation of of Hyde and Poyer not being at their best selves anymore. And Notre Dame's White Douglas obviously a great addition. How confident are you in this secondary going forward and, and being able to hold down during the playoffs? That's the goal, right? We know we can be really good during regular season, but the playoffs is what really matters for for us right now and. Even Kair Elon is back from injury reserve. So what are expectations for the secondary going forward? I think everything, like when the secondary isn't playing their best this season in particular, it's when the D-line has been able to get pressure and has been able to, has been able to let them get their coverage set and make plays. And I think you've seen that a lot in the recent weeks. The D-lines are getting pressure and they've been wreaking out outside of the Chargers game. We will talk about that. Um, but, you know, I think the D-line is when they're playing well and the coverage is able to set, the, the secondary is really, really solid. And Benford has really stepped up this year. And him being mostly sort of like mostly healthy as opposed to last year, I think he's he's really been a big part of all the secondaries. He's like advanced metrics have him as like one of the best corners in the league, like a top 20, 15 corner. And also with Rasul, how good he's been playing. 
Um, I'm I'm a Florida fan, so I'm a little biased towards Kyrie Elam. Um, but I'm I think he he's a huge depth piece, and I think if he's asked to play, I think he, I think he's going to perform really well. So I'm excited about um, Kyrie being back. Um, and Cam Lewis, I think people with the with the Jefferson catch, people don't also acknowledge that he was there to make the play. He just didn't do the right thing. He he tried to intercept yeah. it instead of binding it away. So he was there to make the play. He was on one of the best receivers in the league there to make the play. The other guy made a better play. So I think Cam has been playing really well. I would like to see more of him and less of Rap. Um, I I think Rap's fine, but he's he's not great. He's not as good in coverage I think as Cam is. Um, but I would really, I would love to see more of him. Um, and yeah, with Poyer, I think Poyer, with his age, I think coming him, bringing him down as a non-linebacker has made him age maybe a little less than Micah, um, and it's allowed him to make his plays and be, be physical and be a great tackler and make the plays and coverage that he has to make. So I feel pretty good about the secondary, um, better than I did after, after um, well, really Trey and Alana went down. Because um, I think coverage recently has been pretty sound and been really good. So, yeah, I feel I feel really good. I feel better. I think there's questions in the off season that are, that are going to be answered, especially with Trey and with Warrior, with Warrior and Micah. But in terms of this season, I feel really good about the secondary. So, awesome. And to close down this magical report that we're having today, um, a guy who's been out there, but He's he's been out there, but we've not, we haven't noticed it so much. Is Von Miller, right? Unfortunately, oh, yeah. he's trying to get back, and and he was playing with that brace on his knee. He isn't wearing that brace anymore. Uh, we know that's a difficult um, injury to get back on 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 track on on at full speed, especially because people. Uh, people concentrate just when you get back from, uh, for, for example, a knee injury, people concentrate just on the knee and they think like, oh, the knee is fine. It's already been a long time and the, the knee is recovered. But what people don't pay attention is when an athlete, especially an old athlete like Vaughn is, no matter how much of a beast he is, athletically speaking, but when a guy gets back from an, an injury like that, It's not about the knee, but it's about everything else because you start to get some to start to feel uh, pain. A lot of uh, when you you get back on the field, you start to try to balance in another way or put more weight on the other leg and, and on the other knee. That's why a lot of people even injure the other knee after having uh, uh, a ligament uh, injury on, on one knee and. And also, they start to have a lot of muscular problems, right? Because uh, you are trying to to take care of that injured knee, trying to get back, to get the confidence back, and you start to feel and to have a lot of other injuries, small injuries, muscular injuries, and, and it slows you down and you are always in pain. And so it's not always about the the, the biggest problem, this, the, the surgery uh, that you had. And with Vaughn, I, I want to believe that's something that has slowed him down all season. And But his, his snaps are increasing. He's seeing more playing time. We haven't seen him taking over yet. We haven't seen great plays from him yet. Are you still confident we still can have 
at least a little bit of that great Von Miller by playoff time and, and the guy who was brought in as the closer, as they call, do you still believe we can have the closer ready for the playoffs to make some plays when it matters the most? I want to say yes. I, I think he's he's better than he was a few weeks ago. Like I think he's getting pressure at a decently higher rate, but he's he's not finishing. Um, and I think you can kind of see plays where he kind of lets up because I think his I don't know if he just doesn't trust his knee or whatever. And like you said, knee injuries are really finicky. I've had so many. Our career ended on a knee injury, so I know what that's like. And not to say I know what Von Miller's going through, but it's it's a lot of your hamstring and your quad and all the things that get weaker when you have you have atrophy and all that after surgery. Um, so I think it's the same conversation we had with Trey White last year. I think people were really were ready to write Trey off and because he wasn't as good as he had been in the past. And I think sometimes he was a liability. And as a cornerback too, it's a lot of starting and stopping and that's a lot harder than me and defensive end is. But I think Vaughn's what, 30, 34? He's 34 and out the second ACL tear. I think he has a lot more physical things to overcome, and I'm not sure that's going to happen this year. Um, I'm not 100% confident we get him back in that closer, in that typical Von Miller closer role that we came to expect, even with the 10 games he played healthy for the Bills last year. I'm not confident in it. I could see a road, I could see it happening if. He gets because I think he he took the brace off after the bye I think, and I think he's playing a little better without the brace than he did with the brace on. Mm-hmm. But he just has like he's just not finishing the way that he did before it, before his injury, and I haven't seen a change in that at all. Um, and until I see that, I'm not going to feel confident in him getting to that point. At least this year, I think he could next year. I think with another year of. Mm-hmm. Um, getting that stronger and getting more confidence back in that leg, kind of like with Trey. I think I could I could see us getting it back at like sixty to seventy percent if he's still on the team, barring off off field issues aside. Um, I don't think it's going to happen this year. But I think I think he still has a way to go in terms of being confident and being able to finish, so we can be in that closer, get into sacks and all that that we remember him as. Yeah, no doubt, and. Uh... When we were talking about the time to get back from the, the injury and, and how that comes along, the other problems that comes along with with that, uh, I just remembered about McDermott telling and talking today about uh, Daquan Jones and his willingness to come back uh, earlier than what was expected and how a lot of people, uh, they don't want to do that, right, for several reasons. A player can, uh, oh, I'm not feeling good. I don't want to look bad. I, I don't feel confident. I'm afraid I will get injured again. There are a lot of reasons to avoid getting back earlier than expected, right? And and it's happening with Daquan now. And, and, and with Vaughn, it kind of happened in the same way, at least compared to Trudez White. Obviously, each guy is, is an individual, different people, different bodies, different recovery times. But... As a, a Chicago Bulls fan, for example, I remember Derrick Rose when he got his first surgery and, and he was clear to play and there was a lot of pressure 
uh, on him to get back on the field and to start playing. And he was like, sorry, I don't feel ready. I don't feel good. I, I don't feel like myself. And he was practicing. He was shooting the ball before the games, right? People were anxious to see him, but he took a full year to get back on the, on the, the court. And, and Vaughn was out there wearing a brace, trying since... I, I really believe he wanted to, to be out there since week one. And it was on when Vinto, like, hey, take it easy. Uh, stay on the, 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 the injury reserve for to start the year, four weeks out, and then let's then we'll see. But he really wanted to contribute, really wanted to get back on the field as quick as possible. And and most of the time, that's what we, we've seen from Von Miller is why people don't wanna get back on the field because the talk is oh we gotta get rid of Von Miller, we gotta get rid of that contract, right? So Players don't want to look bad on the field. And, and Von Miller maybe is paying the price of trying to get back as quick as possible, right? And, and hopefully it doesn't happen with Daquan Jones as well, but it's a possibility. And the guys are trying to help the team, trying to impact, trying to win games for the Bills. And and, and I think the mentality is uh, is something good for the team. It shows how, how this team really want to, play for each other want to be there for each other you know and, and that's a huge part why those bills have been able to rebound and get back on track and that's the, the the topic that we're gonna tackle going forward the bills are back on track the bills are are getting healthier in the right time and but there's still uh some job to be done right we still have to play the patriots and and when we think the patriots are uh Oh, it's an easy win. We've seen they them beating, uh, winning games that weren't weren't expected, and we already lost a game to them this year, right? Yeah. So it's it's a divisional matchup. We never can take it for granted. So, uh, what are your expectations for this Patriots game? And and then if all goes well, was expected the battle against Miami in in Week 18, maybe for the division. Uh, the Bills have some playoff scenarios developing, the possibility even for seed two uh, is still possible. It's how about the Dolphins losing to the Ravens one game, right? Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about all those situations, all those scenarios? Uh, is there obviously is a situation that you really prefer? Is there a situation that you think could mean the end for the Bills you are too afraid about? How are you feeling about all of that, Caleb? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, at least for I feel decent about winning the division. I think I think I do think the Ravens take care of the Dolphins next week. Um, and so that opens up week eighteen. I would love a scenario where the Bills win, um, Kansas City wins, and Seattle wins. And so we have a, like we're in the playoffs on week eighteen. We know that, and I think that allows the team to play looser week eighteen. So it's kind of like a less there's pressure but there's not near as much pressure as oh we have to win this to get in it's a oh we win this to win this division but we're still in the playoffs and i think that's my ideal situation i would love for that to play off that way um 
but there's also a situation we, we can't even literally mean nothing because I think if well I guess actually no never mind never mind it's it'll mean something because Miami can still be playing for the one seed if they were to win next week um, yeah because I know there's a scenario if the 49ers would have won that could have literally been for nothing because Miami would have clutched the one seed next week but that's irrelevant now um but I feel I mean I feel pretty good about the Bills even if they don't can't win the division the Dolphins beat the Ravens on Sunday I still feel pretty good that they can win out and make the playoffs. I think I think there's a, like I feel confident about making the playoffs. There's some matchups in the playoffs that would concern me, but in terms of making the playoffs, I feel pretty good. Um, and I feel pretty good about Sunday, especially with it being in Orchard Park, um, with the defense being healthier and playing better than it was when they let Mike Jones torch them back in um, November. I feel pretty good about at least the defense not letting the Patriots do whatever they want on them like they did. Um, the offense, I'm a little a little worried about because it's, it's Belichick, and I think the defense gave Josh Allen issues um, last time they played. But still, still scored 25 on them. So if we can just replicate that and the defense puts the offense in better position than they did that game, I feel pretty good about I feel pretty good about Sunday, as long as it's not one of those flippy it's one of the Belichick's last games, so he's gonna make us he's gonna make us miserable one last time. Um, as long as it as long as they I think they can take care of business. Just don't don't let Bailey Zappi beat you. Don't yeah. that would be that yeah. that that hurts that, that would hurt I think everybody's probably more, maybe a little more than Mac Jones because yeah. Don't let Bailey Zappi beat you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And about that offense, Kayla, what's going on? Uh, because I have my my take on this offense, you know, and I, I've been talking about it since the beginning of the season. I think what scared me about the Bills offense continues to be the same thing, you know. Uh, there were two things. One of the things got better it was Spencer Brown, right, and the offensive line. I think they, uh, they aren't best offensive line in the league but they have been so much better than they were in the past that it's it's night and day right especially with their their mindset their physicality how they attack other defensive lines how they impose themselves and can establish a running game it's it's totally different from what we've seen from the bills in the last few years but the other thing was and that was the reason i wanted deandre hopkins so badly on this offense was because after digs i I, I was telling it all the time. After this, there isn't a guy that you really can trust 100%. You know, like, okay, Kincaid can become this guy, but he's a rookie, right? Oh, James Cook is starting to get better. Great season. The, the help from the offensive line. But still, he has his his off games and he's a second-year player. You, you, It's not like you can trust 100%. You know, also not with his hands. Gabe Davis as well. And, and Khalil Shakir, second-year player, I feel like the talent around this offense isn't proven, you know. And 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 I I I was really uh, worried about if we lose Diggs for some time, we're in total trouble. And and we he he was on the field, he's still on the field all, every game, but we've seen him kind of injured, kind of. Uh, with some issues, dealing with some issues recently, not being himself that number one guy, bona fide number one wide receiver that can separate against anybody in the league, right? 
So uh, I still worried about it. I still worried about it. I feel like every single game you depend on somebody stepping up and it's, they've been able to do so recently. Last game was Gabe Davis. Two games ago was James Cook. A few weeks ago, maybe Khalil Shakir, Kincaid. You always need somebody to step up, make some plays and, and take the pressure out of Josh and, and, and Diggs. By playoffs time, I have no no doubt that teams will make somebody else beat them. They will try to take away Diggs from the games and, and make somebody else beat them. Uh, how confident are you on those guys being able to step up during the playoffs and being able to, to do that week after week in a run so the Bills can win it all? You need at least three or four great games from other guys to, to help Diggs and Josh to to make that offense consistent enough because we've seen the lack of consistency inside during some games, right? We've seen first quarters with zero points and then or other or other stretches where this offense has struggled, where Josh has been asked to do way too much and where Diggs maybe has been taken away or hasn't been himself. How confident are you the Bills have enough to to go through those playoffs and, and win it all with those personnel. I think the fact that it's been a different player kind of stepping up every week has been, might end up being kind of a blessing in disguise in a sense, because I think you don't know who it's going to be the next game. So it makes, it might make it harder to game plan for, because I mean, I think I yeah, gave stepped up on Saturday, but I think Shakir also had two really huge catches. So even if it's not like on a consistent basis, it's somebody different who's stepping up every week. And we didn't have that last year. Because I think we kind of ran into this last year where we didn't really, like Diggs was getting doubled every game and nobody could really be a difference maker and the offensive struggles were a lot more noticeable and it, it felt a lot harder than even this year has. And I think, I mean, even in the Kansas City game in the passing game, Cook stepped up. Um, so I think, and I think Kincaid and not both getting because Kincaid's been not healthy the last three weeks. I think that's been hindering him more than people are acknowledging. Um, so I think because he was completely off the injury report this week, so I think he's closer to 100 than he has been. So if they can get Kincaid going. Um, even I'd like to see Knox utilize more. I think he's he's had a couple of big catches, especially in the um, he had that catch last weekend, and they had a catch against Kansas, had a few against Kansas City. I would like to see if you, they can get Knox and Kincaid more involved. I think they're both they're they're they make things more difficult for defenses to prepare for and to defend. So I actually I'm I'm not I'm not confident like right now in the passing game, but I feel confident in their ability to continue to have somebody step up every week. And if they can get multiple guys stepping up at the same time over the next two weeks and end of the playoffs, I think that's just gonna make the offense that much better. And I think the fact that they've shown that they can win in multiple ways, they showed they can beat you in the run game. They showed you they can beat you in, fl in flashy passing play. They're using running backs out of the backfield and like as a, on real, real routes or whatever. I think they can. They've shown that they can win in multiple ways. And if some and if Dave has an off day, I feel confident that somebody is going to step up because that's happened in the last since Dick has kind of fallen off. I think it's been somebody different every week, and I think that's that's actually better than it's better than nobody stepping up but it's also better because you don't know who is going to be the next week and it, it could be it could be Dalton 
on Sunday. It could be Knox on Sunday. It could be Shakir on Sunday. And I think that's going to make it, that's going to make the offense better. It's going to make them harder to defend and come playoffs. I think the big thing is everybody, if everybody can step up, it's just the offense. I think the offense would be unstoppable at that point. So just as long as somebody's stepping up, it's fine. And I'm, I'm comfortable and confident in it. Yeah, it's it's on 17 to find who's stepping up on that single day, right? And that sometimes takes some some drives to find the guy who's going to step up and, and the Bills kind of stall a bit on the offense and, and the defense got to hold down those, those opponents for a couple of drives until the Bills can figure out the, the offense. But just I'm like sure Kansas said, City, I'm sure Kansas City would love for somebody to step up in their passing game. So... <laughs> It could be it could be a lot worse <laughs> yeah no doubt no doubt and speaking of kansas city uh there is a scenario where where the dolphins obviously do, uh, they don't lose a game to the ravens and and they they can win the division and the bills can uh, only can be the number six seed on this situation right and and might be might need to play in, in kansas city a playoff game yet again right after all those nightmare playoff games in Kansas City, I don't know about you, but I finally feel like confident on on winning on one of those games, right? Uh, we've been able to win regular season games there, but in playoffs, it's been another another story. Not this time. I feel like this time the Bills really can can beat the Kansas City Chiefs there. Mm -hmm. I feel like they 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 haven't been the same team. I feel like Mahomes finally, and again, another another take that people usually don't agree with me, but I always told people, like, give me Josh over Mahomes any day of the week because I really believe Josh has been asked to do more with less with, mm -hmm. than Mahomes, right? And, and I feel like Mahomes finally is in a kind of Josh situation where he's being asked to do more with just Kelsey as his digs, his number one target, and not much else and he's struggling he's having some trouble with that right and and i really feel like that's the time that the bills can do it so even if the bills needs to go to kansas city and play the chiefs in the playoffs uh in the wild card i feel confident the bills can do that and i don't know about you i would like to hear from you i i mean the prospect of Mahomes and arrowhead in january it might it's probably just my conditioning and trauma from past pack years but like it still it still scares me a little bit but i think this team is almost unraveling especially on offense like you don't lose to the raiders in Arrowhead if you're not unraveling um and i think normally at this time of the year the chiefs are starting to play their best football and it seems like it's been the opposite this year or they really i don't think they played their best football all year outside of on defense they've been really solid but offensively i feel like they've gradually even gotten worse throughout as the year has gone on and they're not getting they're they kind of feel like we did last year maybe to even more in a more extreme extent because they don't have anybody who's stepping up and i think they're going in the wrong direction at the wrong time so if we got them wild card weekend it might be off of after they've won they maybe they sneak a win or two in the next two weeks um I think they 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 won't be playing their best ball. I think they'll still be dysfunctional, and if you're going to get them at any time, I think it's going to be that because you don't want to get them like the divisional. Maybe they get a win and they start figuring things out. 
I think if they're still struggling two weeks in and we get them the long card weekend, that might be the best time to pull an upset, even though it's it's an upset just because of seating. But it's I, I would I wouldn't even call it an upset because I think the Bills are I think the Bills are a better, more complete team than the Chiefs are at this point in time. So the pass the pass makes me concerned about it, but looking at it on, on paper and just as a, from a vibes a vibes perspective. I would feel pretty good about the Bills' chances to go in Arrowhead and exercise some demons. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. They are giving those those Bills vibes from last few seasons, where they are entering the playoffs with little or no gas on the tank. You know, like how did they lose to the Raiders, not completing a single pass since the end of the first quarter? It was crazy. Like they, the the Raiders could run the ball and. and beat them without completing passes it's crazy and and so the bills aren't that team anymore that you can just prepare for the passing game and and play two single two safeties height and not care about the running game they they simply can't do that anymore against mm -hmm. the bills and so i i really feel confident these bills can exercise those demons and 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 win the chief uh, against the chiefs in kansas city and if they can, then we really need to get a game against them in Buffalo because they, yes. they won't beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas anymore if they don't beat in this opportunity, right? I would. I that's that's if they could. Maya, if we were to get the two seed and they can knock out the Dolphins, and we get them in in Orchard Park in the divisional round, that would that that would be that would be pretty. I would feel pretty pretty confident in that case. So. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, it would be awesome for sure. Uh, Kayla, how about Josh Allen MVP shot? Right, that's the last topic of today's leading the charge. And uh, people really don't want to consider this guy. I feel bad for Josh because I really believe he's he's put up some MVP seasons already and never won the award. Right. Uh, he had a year better than, for example, Lamar Jackson's MVP year, but Aaron Rodgers was also awesome that that year and got the, the award, right? And 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 this year again, people want to focus on his turnovers, but the guy leads the league in touchdowns, right? The guy mm -hmm. really carries this team. We've seen uh, we've seen the Bills struggling with. Uh, and losing games during the season with the defense playing badly and little help on offense and, and Josh Allen elevating the team and, and scoring touchdowns and putting them on in the games. And and even now leading, obviously, he has help from the defense, but it's not a top-notch defense like the Ravens' defense, right? Mm -hmm. He has help from some playmakers, yes, but it's not the most defendable group as we talked previously in the show. And even his top target hasn't been the same this year. So uh, 
oh, now he has a run game. But Josh is a big part of the run game, for example, against the Cowboys. All those runs from shotgun. People wanted under center, under center. We run the ball from shotgun, and, and Josh is a threat. Every time they need to, to pay attention to him, keeping that ball and running himself. So that slow, that, that minimal second that makes people slow down and, and, and focus on him and, and check where is the ball. Cook had some I step to, to gain some yards and with good blocking it was a uh it was a game breaker for, for, for the Bills against the Cowboys. So Josh Allen has been the guy who's who's carried, in my opinion, the most of any team in the league. Uh Purdy has had a great a great uh season, great stats and, and all, but we know that he isn't even the most important player on his team on, on that offense, right? We know We've seen him without Debo Samuel, without uh, McCaffrey for for uh, a small period, and and how he looked without those important guys on the offense. And and Lamar, love the guy. I love Lamar. I think he's a great quarterback, but he's he has I don't know twenty less touchdowns than Josh Allen, and mm-hmm. and he can he can lean on a, a great defense. A great run game who's his part of that run game as, as well, right? Even more mm-hmm. than Josh, maybe. Uh but I don't know. I, I really I can't I can't believe they, they are I can't believe how Josh isn't being taught more as an MVP candidate or even as an MVP front runner with the way this this season has gone. How do you feel about this this MVP race with two weeks left? I think if the Bills went out and Josh Allen is puts like he he kind of goes like that Super Saiyan mode that we've seen him do in January at times, I could like I feel like it would be a, I feel pretty good about his chances if he goes off these last two weeks. The Bills win the division and get the two seed. I feel like it would be his to lose depending on how Lamar does against the Dolphins. If he has like this like amazing performance against the Dolphins on Sunday, I think it'll make it a little bit harder. But I feel still still if you're gonna give it to a quarterback. I think you you would need to give it to Josh Allen because I think if you give it to Lamar, it's just oh, who's the best quarterback? Who's playing the best on one of the best teams, record-wise, and that would be Lamar. But statistically, he's he's only got like five less turnovers than Josh Allen. But Josh Allen is I think it's sixteen more touchdowns. So the touchdown, the turn. If you want to talk about turnovers, in terms of how many touches Josh Allen's getting, in terms of the volume of the offense that Josh Allen is, him only having five more turnovers than Lamar tells you enough about how significant and how important and valuable he is to the Bills. And the Ravens as a whole are a better team. But Lamar's not as Lamar doesn't contribute to that in the same way that Josh Allen contributes to the Bills and how the Bills have turned around their season. Um if I could vote on on MVP, I would probably vote McCaffrey just because I think he's unbelievable. Um, but they're not going to give it to running back. They're going to give it to a quarterback. So that's why the conversation is Lamar or Josh. And I I don't see how you can watch the way Josh Allen's carried this team this season and and his stats and not realize that he's the most valuable player for one of the best for one of the seven best teams in the AFC. And he's bleeding like he he'll probably be an All Pro this year. I don't think Lamar has the stats to be an all-pro this year. Um, so if Josh Allen's going to be an all-pro, 
are you going to give the MVP to Lamar just because the Ravens have a better record? I don't like. I think. I think. I think Lamar. I think it'll be Lamar who gets it at the end, just because it's the Ravens have a better record. But I think Josh Allen. I think he deserves it, and maybe maybe voters will will come around in the next two weeks if he just plays out of his mind. But with the Bills' record, I feel like it's going to make it hard for them to be like, oh, the Ravens are only have they'll be what fourteen and three. The Bills are eleven and six. Mm-hmm. Lamar Lamar is the quarterback of that team. He's still a game changer. He still changes the game for the Ravens. Yeah, sure. They'll get. I feel like it, it'll be a vibe. It'll be a vibe to work more than a, a stats and eye test award. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I really feel it's it's a a, a flawed uh, process right now. You know because the the last few games have uh, we, we they are way more important than the early games on the season and and. And I have a friend of mine here in Brazil, a 49ers fan, and he he said recent uh, he said recently about oh okay, Purdy lost to to Lamar, and now Lamar is the MVP. And next week, um, Tua will beat will beat Lamar, and then Tua will be the front runner. And in the last week, Josh will beat Tua, and then Josh will win the MVP. That's his 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 bet, you know. And and kind of makes sense the way the media and the guys who ha- hold those votes are changing all the time, right? And in in this line of thinking, we can even we can even write off Tua because if Tua beats Lamar and beats Josh Allen in the next two games, they will be uh, the media. Everybody will be crazy on on Tua and and maybe even Tyreek Hill if Tyreek Hill have two big games, right? And and break the 2,000 yards, I don't know. Uh, so it's wide open right now. I think uh, people are just getting carried away with the, the recency bias, you know, and, and, and taking the RPP uh, after that. But I know with, in college football, I don't know how people you're in college football in America, but yet like there's a Heisman Award. It's, it's the best player in football, and kind of like the MVP, it's kind of become this: who is the best quarterback for one of the best teams? And that's kind of been what it's been for the last probably like 50, well not 50, probably longer than 50, as long as I've been watching college football, it's what it's been with uh-huh. a few exceptions. But like this year, um, none of the best, like the four best teams, really had like this dominant quarterback that was that's like that prototypical Heisman. And it was Dave Daniels of LSU who ended up winning it because he wasn't really getting hyped until the end of the season. He was, oh, he's playing unbelievable. He's the reason why LSU is nine and three. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not because of anything else other than him and the really good wide receiver. But he was he was carrying the team. He was winning them games almost single handedly. And voters finally realized that towards the end of the season. Um, that's a rarity to happen in college football because normally it's the best quarterback on the best team is going to win. So mm-hmm. I I think if I think it could be a similar thing. Like Heisman's a little bit different. It's a different it's a different voting pool than than um, NFL is. But I think if people can start to realize if people watch what Josh has done and they start to see that he's the best player on the field almost every game he's in and he's he's a big reason why the Bills are even nine and six at this point. I think if voters and and those who have a ballot 
see that, I feel like that'll because the thing is with the Bills, if the Bills don't have 12 men on the field, if the defense is able to stop Mac Jones, yeah, and they have two less losses and they're they're 11 and four right now, or not 11 and four, that would be 10 and, 10 and four right now, or even 11 and three, mm-hmm. he's the runaway. With no a few other deep winning drives, right? Mm-hmm. So, if, if Jake Elliott doesn't make the field goal against Philly, yeah. like there's no doubt he's the runaway MVP. There's no like nobody's even questioning whether or not he's going to win MVP. He would be the almost unanimous MVP at this point. Yeah, I have the numbers now here. Uh, uh, Josh has 27 passing touchdowns, 13 rushing touchdowns, uh, total of 40, and Lamar has 19 passing and five rushing touchdowns. A total of 24. Uh, Josh is also the top-rated PFF quarterback. He has the best CPA against top 10 defenses. So there there is, just like you said, Kayla, you put it perfectly because Lamar is a difference maker. And and I'm not out there saying he doesn't impact or he doesn't change the way people need to defend the Baltimore Ravens offense because I would be lying. That's a guy who's... He's a difference maker. There is a reason I, I wanted him as the Bills quarterback in that draft, you know. I felt like that's a guy who I only saw Mike Vick change or change the, the way, the dynamic of the quarterback position in the same way of needing to take care and how to prepare to defend a quarterback. I think since Vick, Lamar, is, we had a lot of guys who were supposed to be the new Mike Vick or, or to impact the game in the same way, but Lamar... I believe he's the first one who really uh, was able to do so. But when we watch the Ravens, we also watch a, a, a dominant defense, right? We watch a, we watch a lot, a, a, a team that I really have for a lot of weeks now as the favorite in the AFC. I really believe those guys are the, the most complete team right now. Okay. And when we watch the Bills, just like you said, we, we saw a... a we saw a total mess with 12 men on the field or the defense playing scared late in the games or not being able to, to get out of the field. All those, all that mess and, and Josh being able to elevate people around him and to do it himself and to keep the Bills in games and to put the Bills ahead late in the games. And so I really feel like, again, the numbers don't lie and, and the production is out there. Another year where where he's being able to put up MVP level numbers, production, right? The record with games uh, throwing and running for touchdowns, right? And it's still running. He still can uh, improve it, right? So I really I really believe he deserves this, this award. He's been uh, deserving for quite some time now. I hope he can get it. But just like you said, I think it will be all about the... the, the the, the last few games and how how the quarterbacks play and how the final records uh, look on the, the standings, right? I think it will count a lot. And the recent bias will be important also for the voters to to vote this, this award. Kayla, I really appreciate you taking your time to join me, to join the Leading the Charge today. I, I, I hope you really enjoyed it as much as I did. I, I believe the Bills Mafia really enjoyed your participation here and the, the doors are wide open anytime you want to join you're welcome 
And thank You're you awesome. so much. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Bills Mafia, thank you so much. Hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo Run this channel. I'll be back with the post-game show on Sunday in Portuguese to Latin America, Brazil, and Portuguese-speaking countries. And that's it, Bills Mafia. See you around. Go Bills. Go Bills. Intel is the spark for the dreamers who do. They dream of a life with no diseases, of cleaner, greener, more reliable energy, of advancing education by bringing AI everywhere. Intel is the spark to start something new, to know that no dream is too daring when you have the right foundation. It starts with Intel. Learn more at intel.com slash starts.